1: Part two of the Terry Butcher podcast commences just after Sunderland had been beaten 3 1 at Notts County and narrowly avoided being relegated to the third tier. So then you decided, I guess, to reboot. The the atmosphere in it were, were toxic in the crowd that day. And mm-hmm. what you've done then is Bobby Ferguson has left at the end of the season. You've yep. decided not to play again. Yeah. And so you were thinking, right, fresh start, reboot.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I had to get a new management team mm-hmm. together and I had to get um, some new players in but in the meantime that summer I, I went to about six players and I just said look know um, the way things are over the summer I think in the, my plans you're not in my plans and I think that it would be best for you to, to move on Can you remember who those players were? Well, Gordon Armstrong was one Gary Hours
1: um, I think they're the two names that people remember yeah. in particular yeah Gordon Armstrong said that he felt he uh, obviously he says he got on with you very much when you played and stuff like that, and he thought at that moment he said you changed a lot. He thought mm. and when you became the manager, yeah. almost like what well, was it? He said it was almost like the personality change or something. Yeah, you said you
0: completely different um, yeah. sort of approach.
1: Yeah, because because um,
2: it's very easy when you're in the dressing room and and you know you, you have the laugh and the joke and you go out as a, as a unit and all that sort of thing and um. When you when you become the manager and when you sort of cross the line, sort of thing, to into management side, then you can't be that same person. You, you, there has to be a personality change in, to a certain degree, although not so much personality, but there has to be a change, some description. And um, perhaps I changed too much. Perhaps I did. Um, but I was so desperate to make a, a success of it. I didn't want to do the things that happened at, at Coventry, where you know in the end it wasn't enough, or probably what weren't. So um, I didn't want to change things around so much, and you know, that sort of thing at Coventry. But I had to because the, the average age of the team was very high, so I had to, I had to change that round. But um, I needed to change, and I looked at the at the side and I thought, well, I need to make some uh, quite a few changes, sweeping changes. And I think to to do that, you can't afford to be emotionally involved with the players. You got they, they, yes, they were your teammates, and in they, the they do have a part to play. But some of them didn't have a part to play, so. I thought it was best and, and honest to, to tell them exactly what I what I felt, rather than, than than carry on things that are normal and all that sort of thing. And then you know, all of a sudden, they're not playing. Why aren't they playing? Because I don't I don't fancy them as a player. And then give them the opportunity to move on and get their agents onto things and they move on. But it didn't it didn't happen. So then I'm I'm having to go back to the players at the start of the season to to Gary and to Gordon and, and especially and say, look, I need you to play for me, which was <laughs> not the ideal scenario And when you look at the Management sort of uh, coaching book and step by step guide. It wouldn't be in there. For <laughs> <that one.
0: laughs> so what was it about those two players? Was it just a style of player they were? Was it a personality thing? Was it something well, no, specific not, you wanted to change no, about the way you played? No, not personality.
2: Just the way um, I just wanted to change it. right I wanted to change it, Not so much the system, but just you know, be more dynamic. Get um, get some new faces in. Just just lift lift everybody. um I thought they could. They, I thought well. In all honesty I thought well they 'd be in demand they are they are much wanted players, and I think was so, well, you know we can make we can, we can make oh dear
0: all right don't, don't keep going It's yeah. fine.
2: <laughs> I think that must be Gordon Armstrong on the phone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so um, no, I thought, well you know let's let's just change it around because I, I went to Bob Murray um said how much have I got, and he told me a figure roughly round about um uh, one and a half million, just under two million, sort of thing, which in those days was a, was a, was, a, was, a, was quite a substantial amount of money. So I thought, well, yeah, but I can still generate a bit more by if if Gordon went and we got some money for him, and if Gary went, we get some money for him, then that would increase, and I, I would do this and all that. So I just felt that it was it was what I wanted to do in terms of the shape of the squad. That was all. It was nothing to do with their personalities, nothing to do with them as individuals. Just as you know, sometimes when I, like Sunes got rid of me when I was at Rangers, man, it's what managers do.
1: You were back at that summer. Oh, firstly, sorry. Firstly, I want to ask who who did you bring in then as coach because Bobby Ferguson left, so you brought. Um, did you bring Mick in? Ian, Ian Atkins came in
2: as my assistant, and then um, it was Mick uh, uh, Buxton.
1: Yeah, Mick Buxton. You brought but Mick Quinton, yeah.
2: That was more to do with the chairman bringing him in, more than oh, okay. more than he recommended him and put him forward. But I also got in George Hurd uh, and Monty as well. They they came into the into the into the youth setup, and yeah, they were fantastic. They really were unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, some
1: great some great times with them really good some decent youth players coming through as well Mickey Gray was in the team by way. Mickey uh, Gray
2: yeah came through um, there were some good young players coming through mm-hmm. um, and that was, it was uh, um, who did we have up front we had somebody up front as David well David
0: Rush wasn't it? Was
1: that yeah Rushy. yeah you let Rush go on, go out <coughs> on lawn yeah. um, Craig Russell was probably on his way just about yeah, yeah. yeah. Just before, yeah. probably not quite ready not Craig. quite yeah
2: but he did
0: feature though. Great. Came in. Martin Smith maybe around the time, possibly. Yeah, yeah. he's
2: definitely scored goals. Smudgey, in that yeah, season. yeah, on the wing, yeah, yeah. There was there were some good younger players <clears throat> coming into the team, and I wanted to get some experience, and I wanted to get some <clears throat> some players that I'd seen before, and I, I I thought well I fancy these as well. So yeah. um, Ian Rogerson on on the right for for Birmingham, Tippy Gray, Phil Gray up front for Loon, so yeah, international player. Uh,
1: that, that was a big. Sa- I mean. I've got the list of the signings here you made there. So you mentioned uh, Rogerson was one. Phil Gray was a big signer, one and a half million pounds. I remember as a kid, he was a player that he was getting linked with Premier League clubs at the time. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was Alec Chamberlain, the keeper, was on a free. But again, another player... Who's you know was in demand and his he stock was high. Andy Melville, big reputation big from Andy, Oxford. Yeah. Came yeah. in. Derek Ferguson, who was playing really well at Hearts. So, yeah. Well, I played and, with Derek at uh, Rangers, so yeah. yeah, I knew all about Derek. And the bookies made us favourites to go up that season because these were big signings at the time.
2: Yeah, yeah. I spent I spent a fair bit of money as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the. But the worst thing, one of the worst things, was when we played. Actually, pre-season was going all right. We did right pre-season. Then we played Middlesbrough away, and then the whole world caved in after that.
1: <laughs> so, tell people who might not be aware of so, the
2: story what happened. <laughs> well, it was a week before the season starts, and on the Sunday, I think we played Middlesbrough away. And Middlesbrough, then we in, the, in the same same division? Same division, same division, division as yeah. us. Yeah. So it was a it was one of these things. I think one of these games I had to take on. I'm not too sure. So he said, "Yeah, we're we'll going to play away." <clears throat> Tough game before the start of the season. Derby away was the first game of the season, so it was, that was a tough fixture too. But I thought, well, let's 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 give it, you know, get on the road. Let's give it a big one. So we played and played well. won the, I think we won the game two one or something like yeah. that. We played well. I went because I, I stayed in Darlington at the time, Low Connorscliff. So I knit back to Low Connerscliff. The coach went back to Roker Park, uh, and then I'm I'm having a couple of drinks at home, sort of thinking, yeah, actually, you know, it's, this isn't bad. I've got a good squad here. Let's have a go at this. Um, and then I got a phone call, which is one of the worst phone calls of my life, to say that there's been a car crash and four of your players are in hospital. And I actually thought somebody's winding me up here. I thought it was a, it was a joke. One of, the, one of the lads winded me up. And I was like, yeah, right. And he says, yeah, you better come to the hospital. So I drove to the, I drove to the hospital and then eventually found out exactly what had happened. And um, yeah, four of the players were in hospital and Phil Gray was seriously ill in the hospital. Yeah. He went through the windscreen, so he nearly lost his sight so that was pretty serious yeah uh, ian, I mean, ian Rogerson had because uh, he, he was in the back seat right he probably, probably should have been the boot because that small well he was in the back seat and he held held as a, a, a an armrest above the above the seat he's on the window side so he's he's got his arm at the top and because of the car the impact of the car he ruptured and did all his shoulder ligaments so he was out for three months uh, Andy Melvin was in the back seat. He got a whiplash, and Derek Ferguson was driving the car, um, and he obviously a whiplash and shock as well. Because what happened was, he Derek Ferguson drove the car. They came out of Rugby Park, and were going into into Sunderland, mm-hmm. probably to a to a bar or something like that or wherever. So they're going into Sunderland as they as they come around the corner, very quick. Derek was doing well, fair fair amount of speed. There was a traffic queue at a roundabout, uh, and so he's come round and thinking, and he sees it, and he's thinking. I can't stop here, I'm going to hit the back of this queue. So he goes on the outside of the cars into the other lane and tries to go round the roundabout the wrong side, and of course head on, mm. smashes into a car, which is you're obviously going to do. So and this is,
1: so for people who know Sunderland, this is the St. Peter's area, so this is the when you're coming from the coast and there's a little mini roundabout where oh. you turn left to go down the to the, the National Vic. Glass Centre at one? the university campus. Um, that, that's the roundabout it was and he's tried, he's tried to go on the, on the right hand side yeah he? on the and wrong side because
2: he knew he was going to crash into the, into the queue of traffic um, so uh, it was it wasn't great it wasn't a great preparation for the first game of the season
1: four of you new signings four, four of you signings
2: four signings yeah all out of the game um, and, and luckily Andy Melville actually played the game I think he did play the game I'm not too it sure Phil,
1: like you say Phil Gray had a yeah, glass in his eye
2: yeah glass in nearly lost the sight of his eye so, and he, I don't think he was wearing a seatbelt and he just went straight through the windscreen. So...
1: Look at Bucknell, now, you think it was a sign, Terry? <laughs> I think it was a sign.
2: I didn't need many more signs like that, that's for sure. But, oh, it was, it was dreadful. And um, I think that, that affected the whole club really considerably because, how, you know, four players like that because they could so easily have died. And particularly the, the, the car that Derek hit as well could easily have killed someone. So, you look at that and you say... Wow, that was um, not not good preparation, and we obviously then had to change it around and make all the changes for the for the derby game. And it wasn't obviously the team that I wanted to play, and we lost the game five nil. So you know, not the best of starts.
0: Yeah. Speaking um, of that pre preseason, um, we played Rangers at home in a yeah in a friendly testimonial for Gary Bennett. Yeah, um, I just wondered if you had any don't know involvement in obviously your connections with Rangers. What do you know about that day? Because speaking of sort of iconic days that there was there's a lot of stories around that around what happened in the city and oh yeah I mean what were your memories of it I suppose
2: well um,
0: obviously my connection
2: with Rangers enabled them I think that helped to to get Rangers down whether Gary or not had done the, the, the work beforehand I don't know but it certainly was great to welcome Rangers down to Roker Park but the support the Rangers supporters I think um, after the game in particular even before the game were um, the centre of controversy because there were not so much riots, but there were certainly battles between supporters. Now, I don't think there was between Rangers and the Sunland fans. I think it was a lot of uh, Celtic fans, allegedly Celtic fans and Newcastle fans and all that kind of thing as well getting involved. So, it was the scene for uh, um, a few battles. It was well. a war zone. <laughs> it was a war zone and I think right. it's, you it know, it's, it, it certainly <laughs> happens when any of the old firm get into into England. That's happened before um, and that's why the police are not keen on them, on them coming down a lot. But they, I think Rangers brought down ten thousand fans, as, as they do. I mean, like, that's probably one of the principal reasons why you have a testimonial against the old fan, because you know you're going to get a big crowd. <laughs> but it was the game itself was a good game. I think we lost. I think we might have lost the game two one, but it we played. Three, Mark Hareton got a couple of. Three one was it? Yeah. yeah, we actually played pretty well. And I knew that. I knew, looking at the team that, that I had, I was quite pleased with the yeah. team, the performance, and I'm quite pleased with the way that we handled Rangers. And okay, Rangers. You know, we we're, we're strong in Europe as well. Yeah, they we had time. a great side at the yeah. time, didn't they? I it? mean, so. Hately and McCoyst and all these yeah. people. I mean, they had a, a a top class side. So in the end, it was yeah. You know, okay, we lost the game, but I was I was pleased. I thought we're making progress here. It's, it's, it augurs well for the for the start of the season. Yeah, well, perhaps I should have taken given them driving lessons. I like, <laughs> I'm not too sure. <laughs>
1: So you mentioned there we... we uh, actually, just on that, there's another myth Do you want to... I don't know if you want dis- oh, to dispel myth. this <laughs> one. Well, it might not be a myth. You might say it's true. But again, this is terrorist talk and pub talk. Yeah. And people said because of your Rangers connections that you didn't um, you, you didn't select some players because they were Catholics or ex players. Is
2: that true? Oh, no, no. A complete load of rubbish that is. <laughs> I, remember, I no, actually I, never heard that one. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, g- given you've managed Hibs since... Yeah. I mean, it did seem a little, we did all think this seems a bit no, I far-fetched. I
2: don't think I'd ever, my, um, what am I going say, not bias, but my loyalty to Rangers would ever stretch that far. <laughs> that was ridiculous. You're talking about John Cahoon, is that what you're talking about? John it, was I mean, it was Anton Rogan. A couple of players,
1: I think, yeah. To be, I mean, we, Anton, we, Anton Rogan? I think was it Rogan that Rogan we was were one talking one them, about, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, to be honest, I mean, we...
2: No, I didn't play Anton because I didn't. Think, rating very much but, uh, there we well,
1: that was the other thing we, we thought, thought well, we, we, we said this to be fair because this is again this is kind of above our generation who, who was who maybe this is a little bit of a myth going around and we actually found a report more reading it and it was like the victim of this was the um, fans favorite uh, and ever popular like Anton Rogan and I was like hold oh, on a minute that's not how I remember Anton Rogan for something because and then we actually looked and he wasn't even in the team before you took over either so no, that was all I remember. Of, I remember,
2: uh, I remember uh, Anton running down the wing, um, beating about three players and whipping a cross in behind the goal for a goal kick. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, okay, well done. You're beating three men, but with it was a goal kick, I, I you not know, But I knew Anton very well from the from playing against him as well at Celtic. So I, mean, I didn't have anything against Anton. I just I just wanted uh, a better player in that position. So there we are.
1: I, I, might, I was a kid, but I, I can remember. No, I right. would never. I would I never. I would never rip.
2: field uh, a team um, based on religion, color, anything like that at all. I would base it on pure football and, mm. and what I felt was the best blend for the team. So that's you put these myths it's, to bed. It's, fu- it's funny, but I, I, I find, find it hilarious. But <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah. bring, bring them on. Bring any yeah. more but, myths. Mean, know, that's I what
0: know. happens, though, isn't it? It happens now. The there'll be a player who's not playing and there's all that, when you're, Conspiracy not winning, well, you're not winning theories going not winning
2: i can, of I can that. understand people saying that and it's difficult in, in many respects uh to believe that people actually say that <laughs> but i can understand them because sometimes it's you don't know and you sort of you know assume that that's a, that, that's a position no it never was a position and no, I, no. I think um uh, with with what we had and and um, i mean john cahoon was was my roommate when i was uh at Sunland. Mm-hmm. um he was uh he we used to we used to get the um all of the papers for the next morning and mine was the telegraph and his was the guardian things like this <laughs> very left-wing john so it was ever our, our political we used to have political discussions at night and i, I used to get him to talk to me because when he talked to me i fell asleep so that was quite good <laughs> but, uh, john was john was brilliant ted striker i called him ted striker he mm. was a funny guy and he was mm. Ends up becoming a very big agent as well. Well, not big because he's a small agent, <laughs> but he's, he's, in terms of yeah. of his uh, his quality, he's, yeah. he's, he's he's a
0: big agent.
1: Did he have a bit management as well, John Collins. Sure. Again, he's just the one that I remember. He just, we signed him as a striker and he, <clears> he didn't score I'm for sure us. I'm sure he managed. He beat, barely yeah. scored for us. And I, I no, can remember. he didn't. I, he no, none, of, of, none of those were we final It's a massive yeah. push yeah, for anybody choice. to suggest. Though they I, were. they I mean, I really you know, wanted him to score
2: because he was, and I really wanted him to play because I liked him as a person. I really didn't, we really got him well, but... He just—he was hit and miss as a, as a striker and as a as a wider player. You, you judged on your assists and you judged on particularly on your goals. And he didn't get any assists, many and many goals. So that was <laughs> that was him out of the team.
0: <laughs> Ready to pop the question.
1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Did you see sign signed Mick Harford? I saw Mick Harford, yeah. And he was a Sunderland lad, obviously, as well.
2: Yeah, wow. I mean, I played against Mick many times. <laughs> <laughs> Hard as nails, is. I mean, like, he's harder than nails. <laughs> what a player, what a man, what a guy. And, he was, and I thought, well, I can get him because... I wanted somebody to play alongside Don um, and flick balls on and hold it up for Don. thought that would be a great combination. Didn't quite work though, but he was, Mick was great. I thought, well, I battled against him so many times. It'd be good to have him on my side, to be honest. Um, but he was funny. And I, I've, I, got, I got on really well before and I got on really well with him since I signed him and all that. He was a funny guy. Mm. I mean, deep. You talk about John Kay being deep. He was deeper. He was deeper than the Grand Canyon Mick. But... If you if you if you got on well with him and he liked, and he, he liked you then uh, yeah, you're made for life it's great and there's a big sigh of relief when that happens but if he didn't like you you would soon find out
1: <laughs> why, why did that work out for Mick because I remember he, I mean you actually sold McCovenry and he went on to score in the Premier League for Coventry so he was obviously yeah. still had the ability and he was another one where when you grew up I remember growing up and there were all these different players who was scattered around from Sunderland to playing for different teams and you were like wouldn't it be great if you got all them because there were good players as well and I remember there was uh, somebody at Watford I can't remember his name now. I know his cousin as well. But he Will, was. Will Rostron? Wilf was all, uh, yeah, a bit older. He went to school yeah, with my dad. Yeah, he, he went was, to school yeah. with my dad. So Will Frustran, 80s, yeah. Yeah. Um, um oh, I can't remember his name now. It's is research for you, isn't it? Yeah. I'm gonna, I'll <laughs> think of it and I'll just drop in his name in a conversation. But Clive Mendonca was another one yeah. who yeah. was off doing other things. And Mick Harford was one of those players. And then when he signed, everybody said, oh, well, he's finally playing for Sunderland. He's a Sunderland lad, Sunderland fan. And it just didn't quite. Work for him, did
2: it? No, it didn't quite work. I mean, we yeah, we had a transitional sort of team in many respects, still learning and working together. I remember that. I remember that season we played against Aston Villa in the the League Cup at home. Yes. Uh, Ron Ron Atkinson played. Yeah. Uh, was yeah. a manager, not played. Was a it was, it was a manager. And we, I think we we smashed them one five or something like that. 4-1 We battered them. Did we? Mark four. Bosnich? Was it? Yeah. 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 We. I mean. People think that oh, he lost 4-1 and He absolutely stuffed. We, we're absolutely murdered them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ron Atkinson come after the game. He just said, the better team lost. He says, I can't believe this. <laughs> he says, you should be in my position then. <laughs> he sounds almost disappointed. Football lost today. He's a bit cocky, Ron, when he used to come into the dressing rooms and he'd won. That's for sure. But I have just oh, we couldn't believe the game. When you analyse the game, it was, wow, we played really well. Created a lot of chances and just didn't take the chances.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a game we spoke about many times, isn't it? Mark Bosnich, and even like Ron, Ron Atkinson said at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, well, we've just been absolutely hammered in 1-4-1 there. Um, I remember that. Any any other games that stand out to you as a manager? Not
2: many, because we didn't win many. Um, no, I, but I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I enjoyed the thrill of... Um, um, picking the teams and and training them and and getting them ready for games and things like this and there was still the talk about the new ground and all this kind of thing as well and you sort of look at that and the 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 worst thing that happened was um, obviously Bob Murray gave me a lot of money to spend so I I had the, the chance to to get in people like Phil Gray and Mick and Andy Melville and all this sort of thing but then I had to get the money back I had to get money back and that was that was the worst thing that could have happened because now I'm looking because in those days there was no transfer window so you could sell players. Uh, at any time so I had to try and get players uh, out uh, rather than bring players in to try and you know push on for a promotion so um, that was the beginning of the end then when that happened because trying
1: to you know move the players on and all this kind of things was very difficult Before that I mean that Aston Villa game kind of was the beginning of the end but we knocked Leeds out the league yeah. cup that year yeah. and that was a good Leeds team and we won 2-1 at Roper Park and we won 2-1 at Ellen Road. Yeah so I remember that Yeah, Phil Gray and Don Goodman
2: Yeah yeah, and I I really did think then that pff, well, we could we could do this because it to beat that Leeds team as well in particular was very strong at home. Okay, fine, but to go away because I still have memories of going to Huddersfield and 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 getting knocked out. But to be to go there and win that, I remember coming back then um, that night uh, and really on a high. I mean, on a, such a high. And the next day, I think we went out for lunch and took the players out.
1: Um, and, you know, I thought it was, just, here we go. It's really good. Went in a bit of an unbeaten run after that. So we beat Leeds and then we, uh, a couple of draws, beat Peterborough at home, beat Leeds in the return leg. Uh, and then we, again, beat Birmingham. Then we were stuffed at Middlesbrough for um, one. But then we <coughs> won three games in a row again after that. So Luton, West Brom, and these are home wins. Then the Aston Villa game comes where we played really well. So at this point, I mean, we've gone up to 11th after beating West Brom in mid-October. Um, then we lose to Villa then I think this <coughs> is where I'll go there's four defeats in a row and that's where the end comes for mm. you um, Bristol City at home uh, not away 2-0 Bristol uh, Stoke City away 1-0 oh yeah that was a dreadful game that was yeah Portsmouth at home 2-1 um, Tranmere away 4-1 and then yeah. South End at home 2-0 and that's that yeah and
2: I'll I tell you who played for End was uh, Collymore wasn't it? was it Collymore, Collymore. Yeah yeah he played cuz i remember playing against him um i think it was at Portsmouth not at Portsmouth when we won 4-1 oh I can't remember. no it was, it was it south in, end in, and then he south went first far- yeah. no, no i think yeah we we played south end we played south end away uh and we'd won one nil um and he was very quiet that day Stan Connemore. so i thought well you know this guy can really play and he's quite tough as well and um and then he but he turned it on i think at rocken and, he, and he, he stuffed us.
1: the season before that the 1-4-2 and he, he, he turned up he tossed us to didn't he? And then this yeah. season, I think he might have gone to Forrest by then. Because yeah. Forrest signed him and Forrest got promoted that season. Yeah. Uh, but
2: yeah, I mem- yeah, I remember that South End result. And um, we should have won the game in terms of everybody expected us to win the game. And we should have won the game. But what well, we didn't, didn't, didn't play particularly well. And that was the... Was that my last game? The same thing, I think, I think so, yeah. 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 See, I've, I, I don't remember it, much about yeah. the season because... Um, things didn't work out
0: but that's we, 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 when you analyse big, big, it that's not too bad yeah, exactly. I mean to lose four or five games it, not on, on, on they, were, a, a, they were
1: 11th and then they lost yeah. four games in a row which like you expect that now in this day and age don't you a manager loses four games and suddenly yeah, they're under it, pressure yeah. but back then when you look yeah. at it actually you know, it's not, like I say, we weren't in the relegation zone. Or well,
2: anything. my relationship with Bob Murray wasn't exactly great at that time, so <laughs> yeah. I can understand the fact that I did get the sack, but the, the manner of the sacking wasn't particularly great for me either. It's one of my sort of experiences which I, I relate in the afternoon speaking. but Really? So yeah. what happened with that? Well, I remember there's all talk about me getting the, the bulletin, and um, uh, I remember, I think it, it may have been, was it a Thursday night to speak to the press or something else? So anyway, I went and in, drove into Roker Park, and as I'm driving in, I can hear that on the, ra- the local radio saying that um, uh, um, there's going to be a statement about Terry Butcher's future. Not from me, of course, but from the from the club. And you've not heard anything before. Not was... heard anything at all. No. So uh, no one had spoken to me. No one had contacted me. So I drive driving the ground. And as I get into the into the into the ground, um, all the press all the press. There's quite a fair press contingent there. So they're outside and the cameras and the radio and all that sort of thing, and microphones, and they just said, you know, what, can you talk about you know, your position because your position you know, looks like you're going to get the sack and all that sort of thing. I said, oh, does it? I said, as far as I'm concerned, I'm still the manager of Sunderland Football Club. So, and they're all, you know, and they're outside. And I thought, well, they're outside and they're going to be outside all the time. So I said, I said right, okay, look, just, like, come inside. It's coming so they came inside up the up yeah, remember I mean, remember old Roger Park up the stairs, my office was on the right. So um they're there um and they're they're talking about me being and so um I goes into my office and Maura, my beloved secretary, um she's crying. So as soon as I see her in tears, I'm thinking, ah, here we go. This is like it's it's happened. Uh, not it's going to happen. It's happened. So I said, right, Maura, and she just she couldn't speak to me. Ran through to the other room. So I said, right, fine. And then I get a, a knock on the door, uh, the internal door that went into the so I think the boardroom area. So I think if you remember that. So then I ended up going into um, um, the boardroom, and uh, there was Mr. Wood, one of the directors, with a, obviously the papers, and I've been sacked before, so I knew what was happening. And um, he told me that I was being sacked. So it's
0: interesting isn't it, that. It's a bit of a pattern with the, with the second son of that era. Um, it doesn't appear that a significant person wasn't in, in hey, the room at any, at any at any time. Um, Apparently, he'd
1: stepped down. He resigned before, he at the same time, didn't he? Yeah, he that was at the, same st- time. the statement. Was Terry Butch has been sacked and Bob Murray's resigned? Yeah, <laughs> which was just the kind of you know.
2: It looked like he had some support for me because yeah. he resigned, but that certainly wasn't the case. <laughs> but so I went in and uh, obviously thank them very much and none that so of thing. so I said right so I said look the press are outside they've obviously sniffed the stories it's obviously been leaked out blah 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 I said I'm going to do all. The, I'm going to do all the press and get it all out of the way rather than be around my house and phone and all that sort of thing so I went out and spoke to all all the press but um, and then obviously saw more and things like this and then Ian Atkins was told he was he was sacked as well uh, and then I think Mick took over as. Um, yes. Caretaker, and then eventually became manager. You know, surprise, but there we go. Um, so then I ended up speaking to all the press. So it was quite. Um, no, I've been sacked before and all that sort of thing at, at, at Coventry. but it was pretty much, you know, I'm still new to this sort of scenario, but i have never been sacked on the radio before. It was quite interesting. Um, but it's amazing how, how you. But that's this, this what happens, and the stories get out and things like that. So. We settled um, our
1: differences, and that's quite fitting because Sunland was such a laugh and at the time in many ways, weren't there? With the handling of the things, I mean. Well, because did. Malcolm <clears throat> Crosby got sacked because of a pool's panel result, didn't yeah. he? And then, right. Yeah, and then he said, <laughs> <Yeah>. and then he sacked you and resigned. Um. You, you, and this was all getting, you know, and we you, got, that's what were doing great, and we <coughs> were getting rubbed in our faces even more, wasn't it? Do you think you would have turned it around, or do you think you lost the dressing room by that point? <sighs> Did you think you had? Can you say? Do you know when that happens as a manager? Mm, I
2: wouldn't say lose the dressing room. We just, we just lost our way. For some, if I don't know what it was, but we just lost our way. It was whatever you tried to do, it just just wasn't working. So in a, in a way, you'd say, well, sometimes chairman and. Uh, the board have to make decisions to to say, well, we need to rectify that and change it around. There was still time um, to progress. It was uh, what twenty third of November. Not that I've uh, taken it to heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was it was. Um, and we just in the end, we I went went home, spoke to Rita, went home, and we just we just headed back down south straight away, back home.
0: Funny, <coughs> funny thing is about it as well talking about the the way f- the football club operated. We appointed Malcolm because as a He was a caretaker, got the job. Obviously, you got the job after Malcolm and then kind of appoint the caretaker manager as a permanent manager again. There's a lot of internal machinations going on here. We're not looking outside of the club. or Yeah, it's just straight into an odd range of time.
2: Of course, there was still the spectre of the stadium being built and all that sort of thing. and, And it was... It was, you know, you want, you wanted to be a part of that. I mean, obviously, the you know the the Premier League was in was in force then, and Premiership, whatever you call it then, and, and it was it, well, you had to be in there. You had to try and get in there, um, and to, you know, a stadium. And you're looking at the Euro, the Euro '96 as well. Um, that was going to be one of the stadiums for for the for the tournament. Um, and it seemed that a lots of things were more focused on the stadium than it was actually on the football side and trying to trying to get things right on the pitch. So, but there we are. I mean, the, um, yeah, things happen like that. And but I, I was, I just felt, I, I felt honoured to be the, to be the manager of Sunderland Football Club. And I, I always remember there was when I, when we played, there was a little cafe around the corner from Roger Park. a Lovely little quaint cafe with all the little lace doilies on the tables and the sweet teapots and all that sort of thing. It was, you know, all the locals used to go in there. A, and I, I took the players around there one day, and I, I remember the owner of the, of the, of the shop. Actually, wrote me a lovely letter just saying thanks very much. You know, when I got the sack and that sort of thing, for for bringing the lads in and it made our day and all that sort of thing. It was lovely. But I remember that lovely little quaint tea shop around the corner. Funny little things stick in your mind, don't they, about Sunderland? But that was one of the one of the highlights. Just going around for a nice tea cake and a cup of tea It was really out of China. A lovely little China. China didn't match the cup. Didn't match the saucer of the China, but they were you know they, they they were part of a set. One day, I think.
1: <laughs> um, nice in the summer though, but it's isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's all right. The fish and chips
2: are quite nice, yeah. No, but I, I did enjoy it and I, I thought I thought that um yeah, having moved the family up to, to Darlington as well, we love the area and made some really good friends, We're still friends with the with the people now and I've always I've always got on well with the Sunderland fans and I always remember um there's one thing in common is that we hate Newcastle so <laughs> that will stay with me
1: forever. <laughs> <laughs> it will always save you well. <laughs> 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 do you do, do you get the chance to go back up much or not?
2: No, I've been up to the to the to the new stadium, stadium in Actually, my more Whitmore, my beloved secretary. She actually stays in Midfield Drive at Roker. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Nice. What about that? Yeah, because we remember sending the cards, Christmas cards to her, her and the, her and her daughter Susanna Yeah. So
1: where Roker Park used to stand? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. where,
2: where Roker Park stood, yeah. Midfield Drive. Yeah, she's bang in the middle sort of thing. So <laughs> she hasn't left, but and she's still doing very well now. But um, yeah, it was it was. Uh, I've been up to um, to watch England games up there in particular. Um, I was on really well. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think, it was was that the stadium where Marcus Rashford scored his first goal? Yeah, Australia. Yeah, I was there for that. Uh, yeah, I remember that. So that was good memories. The, the thing about uh, the new stadium is, like the people say, there was one way in, one way out. There's not quite, if you go through the town centre and get out the other side, you, you know, it's a, normally you avoid a bit of the traffic so that's what I do but <laughs> it's only the reason is because I'm a bit of a local sort of thing, but the others need to get stuck and snarled up on that road going out. But it is a it's a great stadium but Roger Park was special. I mean it was you know a lot of people didn't like it towards the end and all that sort of thing. But to go there as a player and, and play there and actually play for for Sunderland at Roga Park and when you won games and when you in in its full pomp and that it was just magnificent, it really was.